VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, peril is escalating in the Middle East. Just earlier today, Fox News reported a U.S. Navy vessel opened fire on and shot down a drone operated by Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. The area has seen heightened tensions in recent weeks as Iran proxies attack both U.S. Navy ships and international trading vessels. And, of course, uh, also the shadow player in all of this, too, uh, for the attack on Israel from Hamas, from Hezbollah as well. Well, as many and and every day passes, many days and passed since the October 7th attack, it seems that the news is growing worse concerning the very horrific and barbaric attacks launched by Hamas against Israel. Israel wasted no time in declaring war against Hamas, who has a covenant to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. But as these days are passing, increasingly we are seeing pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian uprisings and rallies around the world and inside the United States. And the media has been all too willing to bow to this storyline given by the enemies of Israel, blaming Israel for what was said to be the bombing of a hospital, even though it was Hamas who did this, and by the way, it was a parking lot. Some of the storyline as well blames Israel for carrying out the attack on their own people on October 7th, just as an excuse to go to war against Hamas. All kinds of fake stories have come out, which we'll be commenting on later. Friends, just as we must not forget the Holocaust, as Israel's prime minister said, never forget is now, we must not forget this horrendous attack on Israel on October 7th, which some have said is the equivalent of 2911s on America. Our guest today just returned from Israel days ago to document the story firsthand. With us in studio today, we welcome back Pastor Jim Scudder, Jr., pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich. He's an author. He's a speaker on the program In Grace. It airs both on WVCY Television and VCY.TV, as well as VCY America Radio, and on facilities across this country. Pastor Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jim. Good to be back with you and uh, to be here on Crosstalk. Why did you go to Israel? I think that's the number one question. When all of this is unfolding, most would try to avoid this area. Uh, Why did you go? I've been going to Israel since I was a young teenager. My dad uh, loved Israel on his first trip. And uh, I just have always loved the country. I've loved it because of our faith connection, obviously, and all the things that you see there. But I started to really fall in love with the people, both, both Jews and Arabs. Uh, both Palestinians and Israelis. And over the years, because of doing tours and now filming a lot in Israel, I've just had so many connections. And as all of this one unfolded on that Saturday morning there in Israel, and I was I, I had just returned from a missions trip to the Philippines, so I'm kind of groggy watching the news. I'm like, oh, no, this is bad, really bad. And it turned out to be the worst, you know, loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust. Yeah. And so I was just so burdened, and we did a lot of in-grace uh, internet interviews and, and, and things. But I'm like, I, I just feel like I really need to go there and see it and be there, talk to people, and do some uh, filming. And so we went. And uh, I, had, I had a friend who is a, uh, a correspondent with Fox News, Mike Tobin, and I texted him, I'm going to Israel. He goes, okay, get this app. And they have apps in Israel where you get the app. And it tracks you. And if there's a rocket heading towards you, it gives you an alert. You know, like this is the place that I'm heading. And my wife is a little bit worried. Uh, the, the, the media company that helps us in Israel, we have a TV show on TBN. So they have a facility there. They had uh, the press jackets and helmets and everything for us. So here we are going into a war zone wearing a flak jacket. You know, I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. This is a, a very new thing for me. But uh, we didn't see any. We didn't have any problems. We didn't see any issues. Now, we were there during a very good time because it was the week of the ceasefire, and we didn't plan that. It was, uh, you know, I, we feel fortunate that we were there without as much threat. Now, there was the big, um, there was a shooting in Jerusalem while we are in Jerusalem, and I think four have um, died from that, plus the terrorists. But I, I went because I'm like, I just have to go there, number one, to say I'm standing with Israel, myself, I'm not afraid to go. 
And number two, I want to tell the story accurately because I think media in general is slanted very much against Israel. Yeah. So programs like this, VCY, uh, some other, you know, Christian media uh, stations that are, they see Israel as a modern miracle. We have to tell the accurate story of what's going on in Israel. So that's what we decided to do. So as you mentioned, you've led many tours to Israel. Uh, The news was like, oh my, when you saw that and captivated by what was happening through television, video means and so forth. Describe your emotions when you landed in Israel and began to see, you know, these are roads we've gone down before and they were not the same. Yeah, it's true. Now, when you land in Tel Aviv, it's uh, it's an interesting place and it's a wonderful place. We land and uh, it's an LL flight because that's the only airline flying in and out of Israel. They have a couple other Israeli airlines, but there's no European airlines. There aren't any American airlines. So we had to go on LL. We land and the plane is basically Jewish people because no one else is going to Israel, Mm -hmm. the whole airplane erupts in clapping and applause. I'm like, I love that, you know, because they all knew this is their, this is their homeland that was supposed to be the the safety outlet for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And I've had people tell me, I've been to a lot of pro-Israel rallies and, and events lately, and I've been hearing people just behind me talking, even though Israel went through this terrorist attack, they still feel Israel is the safest place in the world for Jewish people. Because they're seeing the anti-Semitic uprisings even here in our on our campuses and right here in Chicago, just down the road, we we were at an event and there were Palestinian pro-Palestinian protesters, which I would rather call them anti-Israel protesters, and there was a gun fired at at an event that I was speaking at a pro-Israel rally. So it's um, it's troubling to see what's happening and and the the threat that the Jewish people are facing even though they have a, a homeland that's supposed to be safe. So we land, we get out, and I'd been to Israel during COVID because we were able to go as journalists, and it was wonderful because we had the country to ourselves. We didn't have all the tourists in our way. And um, it was just like that, Jim. The airport was pretty much empty. Uh, um, there's good things. We went right through passport and everything quickly. But as we went, and I'm sure you've, you've seen the, the long hallways where the arrivals go through and the departures go through, and it's this big, long, beautiful hallway. On that hallway, they had all the hostages uh, mm-hmm. posters. Yeah. So you're just impacted right away. With, very, very sobering. Yep. This is this is the situation on the ground in Israel. And that all the people we met had that same sober, uh, a little bit of a fearful look um, when we talked to them. Yeah. So you spent little time in Tel Aviv before you advanced to other re- regions of Yeah. Israel. So we decided to uh, headquarter in Jerusalem. And uh, we usually rent, if I'm filming there or whatever, we rent an Airbnb. So we rented, got it very inexpensive. Everything was was easy travel-wise because uh, you didn't have anyone else doing it. So we, we got rental car easily and all this stuff. And then we, we were able to go from there. And I, I decided to tell the story uh, in five different fronts, five different ways, because Israel is, and they've all, this has always been the case for Israel. They're surrounded. They're always surrounded. And I think even from above, but media is coming down on them from above on all sides, they have threats. And so we decided to call the YouTube special, um, Israel's five-way war. Yeah. And that's very interesting. That was where I was going next with this because you made many stops. We'll talk about some of those reactions and things you saw, but you called it a five-way war and many people scratching their heads. What do you mean five ways? Yeah. And and you could probably even say more, you know, but we decided five, they had five active fronts going on right now in Israel. The obvious one is Gaza. And we spent the most time on the, on the YouTube special talking about Gaza. We went to Starot. Uh, I'll give more details on that. But um, that's the main problem currently, obviously. But they're still, they're facing an active enemy on the north, which, so we went all the way up to as far as you can drive. And we had to pass through some checkpoints. And as press, we were able to get through almost all the way up to the border. And they have uh, attacks every day right now from Hezbollah. Now, mm-hmm. while we were up there filming, there weren't any. Uh, so, again, praise the Lord. We weren't under any um, any enemy fire. We never had any rocket alerts where we were. But people in Israel had to live that way. The people along the, it's called the West Bank envelope. Uh, anyone that lives anywhere near the West Bank for 18 years, they've been facing these rocket attacks. 
kids on playgrounds in Starot, the bigger city right near, it's a half mile from Gaza, had five seconds for 18 years, five seconds to get off the playground into a bomb shelter. You know, this isn't anything real new. Now, what was new this time was the terrorists, the waves of terrorists coming in and, and doing just awful things. But Israel's always faced this, you know, and all of these enemies want to annihilate them. They want to wipe them off the face of the earth. So we also were, we were able to tell the story in the West Bank, what's so-called the West Bank. I'd much prefer to call it what the Bible does, Judea, Samaria. Uh, but the world calls it the West Bank, and that's another front. Why? Because there are a lot of Palestinians there that are pro-Hamas, and the, all these prisoners that were being released while we were there, you know, it was a three to one, and it was supposedly children were being released, the Palestinian children, as Israel was getting their children back. These were like bearded young men that had committed acts of terrorism. They hadn't mm-hmm. killed anybody, but they tried. So the West Bank people, the, the Jewish people that are living there, and they have every legal right to live there. It's their land. They're, they're afraid that what happened in Gaza with, the, with Hamas could happen in their, in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fear. So that was another front of, of three. And then I, I said, Iran is a front mm-hmm. and they're, you know, instigating all this financing. And then of course the media is the fifth front. The media, even while we were there, we're telling slanted stories against Israel. It's amazing. Pastor Jim Scudder with us here today on Crosstalk. And uh, we're going to be sharing some audio clips here as well that are taken from this YouTube uh, uh, special that they have put together. But it, it, you mentioned the five seconds, you know, to uh, for for young people to leave that playground, get to a bomb shelter. And you did a ride along with a driver of, of an ambulance. And he also talked about that five seconds, which caused him not even to buckle his seatbelt. Seat yeah. So I get in and, and I didn't know what to expect. We had this set up by the, the media agency. They said, you know, be at Starot at 930 in the morning on Thursday and we're leaving on Friday. So this is our last thing we're going to film. We get there. And I didn't know what to expect. And we pull into an ambulance station. In Israel, they have all their, their ambulance are donated by uh, friends in, in America, many of them. Mm-hmm. And so we get in an ambulance. It was donated from Chicago. I, I couldn't believe it. And then uh, the, the ambulance station, the building itself, had been financed by uh, a suburb of Chicago, Skokie. So I'm, I'm emailing pictures back home to our Jewish friends. And they're like, yeah, that's, we, we donated that ambulance. Just the, the way, you know, they had like 15, 16 ambulances and we got in the Chicago ambulance. And it's like, this is so amazing. And so we put GoPros on the ambulance and the driver is a paramedic. So I start talking to him. His name is Hillel, Jewish guy. And uh, I said, were you here? Yep. I was here on October 7th. You know, it's their 9-11 times 20. And I said, well, what happened? And he told me the story. As we were riding around, he was showing me all the, the rocket hits and all the the places people were murdered. He tells me the story that he looks out his window that uh, early Shabbat morning. He had the ambulance at his house. Uh, he was on call and he saw a white pickup truck driving by with Hamas members with a machine gun hmm. out his front window. My, my. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Pastor Jim Scudder is with us today discussing Israel's five-way war. Some audio clips uh, from the special that they've put together, a YouTube special, will tell you about that as well. So stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how long have spiders been around? Chris, spiders have been around evidently since creation, and even now evolutionists are admitting they've been around for a long, long time. Recently, a very well-preserved fossil spider was found in rock, dated by evolutionists to be about 300 million years old. Yet it was identical to a modern-day spider, complete with eight legs and even the intricate web-spinning features of modern spiders. The point is, Chris, there's no such thing as a simple organism. They're all complex, right from creation, with all of the abilities that we now attribute to them. Spiders may have had a different lifestyle back before the curse, but there is no such thing as simple to complex evolution, even among spiders. They were created, just like it says, back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. John. For more information, visit us on the web at icr.org. I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor Jim Scudder Jr. with us today, pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. And uh, he is also the speaker on the In Grace broadcast, both radio and television, that's really heard around the world. And uh, with us here today in studio, just got back from Israel, sharing those experiences with us. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit where you went on the trip. I know you brought uh, with you some uh, 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 audio clips as well. Uh, you were with an ambulance driver. You were telling us about him. And uh, as I watched the video, it, it was, just, you know, as you got in this ambulance, and I, you, you wondered, you know, what is going to take place here? But but when he explained, yeah, I, I don't wear a seatbelt because we have five seconds to stop this vehicle, get down, lay down on the ground, because, uh, and if we put on a seatbelt, that could be an extra second that we don't have. Yeah, so if you watch the video... As he's explaining this, he says, I leave the I leave the window down a little bit and I don't wear my seatbelt. And um, he, and I'm trying to think why, you know, and then he tells me because he, he needs to hear the siren and he doesn't have time to take off the seatbelt. He's right. got to get flat on the floor because the rockets hit. I guess these rockets, the most of them that they're sending over don't explode on impact. Um, there's no internal explosion. They impact and they blow apart and the shrapnel Usually, if you can lay very flat on the ground, it will miss you, even if it hits, I mean, unless it hits a drug hit. Mm-hmm. But so that's, that's what you have to do. And he didn't explain any of this before we got in the ambulance. So you see me in the episode rolling down my rolling window, down your window. I saw and, that. and no, uh, no seatbelt on me either. But that's the reality. And that wasn't just on October 7th. Now they had a lot of rockets come and their Iron Dome couldn't pick them all up, mm-hmm. you know, because it does really good. I think 97% of the rockets are intercepted, but when you have so many, it overwhelms the system and a right. lot more got through that day. And he, he, and he showed us right next to the ambulance station, there was this, this concrete wall. It was a rehab center and it had all these marks all over it, um, holes. And he said a rocket hit on the curb and that ricocheted up in, and hit that building. Two people were in that vicinity. One was a bus driver who was laying flat on the ground. And one was a female IDF soldier that was kneeling. She got killed because she wasn't low enough. Yeah. Wow. So this is the reality. And that wasn't the worst of it, of course, on that day. The worst of it were the terrorists that mm-hmm. came in waves. And they also took over the police station in Sturrot. They had um, a ruse. And, and this was very, very planned. I don't know how Israel missed it. And there's going to be a lot of repercussions uh, once this is all out of the way. A lot of people will not be in positions they are in now. Because it, it took for Israel and they're so good, you know, their, their security services, their IDF, they're so good, but I think they were, they were kind of overconfident and they weren't listening to some of the Intel and this came and they, they, they overcame not only the military bases, but the police station there in Starot. So they knocked on the door, the terrorist, and I guess in civilian clothes and said, I need help. So the police officer comes out and they had sharpshooters on the roof of a building mm-hmm. across the street and they killed the police and they kept coming out, kept killing them until they took over. 20 police officers died right there. My, my. So, and the building's gone now. I said, what happened to the building? Did the terrorists destroy it? He said, no, they, they were so barricaded that the police chief who wasn't on duty, he came and he told Israeli tanks to shoot the building. My. So the building literally is gone now. And Israel had to destroy their own building mm-hmm. just to get to the terrorists. My, uh, very, very devastating in, in all that you saw there. And and you saw the aftermath of so much that's been unfolded. But here to tell the story, because we are finding that story being told less and less and less. And even to the point where some saying this never really did happen, uh, denying it. But we're going to uh, share some clips uh, from this. One of the places you went to was a place called Hostage Square. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd heard about this. This was a, it was a square in Tel Aviv. It was right outside the art museum. And uh, I had seen some people talking about it and I'd seen some news reporters there. So I decided let's go there and let's see what this is. And uh, we did. Uh, It was a a very large open area, but they had a lot of um, memorials. So one was the empty Shabbat table, a hundred or 240 empty seats somewhere Mm. for little kids. And we had done something like this similar in, in the Chicago area, but that was where the idea came from was this hostage table, uh, the Shabbat table. Uh, there was another display hanging hearts and, uh, with the, the hostages names engraved. And as they were being released and we were there while they were being released, 
uh, they would paint the, the heart gold. Hmm. So, um, and literally artist was there painting. So we got a, we got shots of her doing that. And then there was another tent and it turned out to be, um, people, hostage families from one of the kibbutz, Nahal Oz. And that was one of them that they had, I think about eight hostages taken and a lot of people died there. I sit down and I'm talking to people for a while and I, and I'm hearing this woman's story who's telling me, it turns out she's a, a wife of somebody that was being held hostage. And as I'm hearing her story, it's sounding so familiar. I said, is your brother in the United States? Yeah. I said, do you think that he was in Washington DC for the big Israel rally? Cause I was there uh, covering it for in grace. She said, yeah. I said, I, I interviewed your brother. Wow. Uh, I met Jim. I met two family members of hostages, one in Washington DC and one in Israel. My. And of the, however many hostage family members there are, mm-hmm. I, the God led me to a brother and sister to talk about her husband, his brother-in-law, Omri, Moran, 46 year old man. He is, um, Hmm. you know, just taken and he's still there. He was not released yet. They've only released, I think one male hostage. And I just have a burden now for him, Omri. And, and I think we all need to, you know, how, why did God lead me to those two people? I don't know, but, um, I feel like that's not a coincidence. Let me play this audio clip from your video, your special Israel's five way war. This is dealing with Hostage Square. Here in Tel Aviv, this square is now called Hostage Square. This is where families are coming, friends of those that are hostages are coming. People are assembling here from all over Tel Aviv and really all over Israel because it gives you a common place to show your support and your solidarity for those being held hostage. Now, there have been a number released, but there are still about 150 left in captivity. This is a poignant place. They have a table that's empty, a Shabbat table. They have these hanging hearts with people's names. And as they're being released, they're painting those hearts. And then here they have a huge board that shows the number of days, hours, minutes, and seconds of the captivity. Very emotional place. Pray for every person here that that through this tragedy, they would see the need for God and see the need for the Lord in our lives. Had to be very moving in that in that area. Uh, really sobering even to watch on your video. And uh, and then, of course, I mean, those sirens or things going on at, at the time you were there. Um, I, I would like to, uh, how is it our listeners can even see this? Uh, because it's a full hour uh, presentation. Uh, it's available on YouTube? Yeah, so it's a, it's a YouTube program, an hour long. It is on our In Grace channel. So the simple way to do it is go to YouTube, either on your phone or your computer. Uh, smart TVs now have YouTube uh, apps, and I, I watch a lot of YouTube now on uh, on our TV. And just search for In Grace, one word, I-N-G-R-A-C-E, and uh, it should pop up, and it would be awesome. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a lot of great uh, programming that is all kind of apologetics meets adventure, uh, where we, we get to travel all over the world, interview really great people, PhDs that believe in creation, stuff like that. And a lot of stuff in Israel. So you'll find it there. If you subscribe, then you'll get all of the the latest ones we put out a couple of week. And then you can also, it helps if you like the videos because it like the thumbs up because YouTube has an algorithm and the more people that subscribe, like, comment, things like that, uh, the more they push it to people. And every one of our videos has a gospel presentation. Mm. So I want more people to see this so they can hear the gospel and be saved. And I think this is a, a powerful program because it really sets the the stage for, you know, the people of uh, God's earthly people, the people that brought us our Savior, the people that brought us our Bible, uh, Jesus' earthly family, they're under attack and the world's not standing up for them. And now we have a golden opportunity as Christians to stand with them. Uh, so... I, th- I think they can also, we're, you're going to be taking it here at the VCY TV station. And you know, let me mention that we have three airings that we're going to provide of this special uh, over the air. And those that have VCY.TV, uh, that is a free subscription to it. Uh, you can catch it this Friday, December 8th. Because of its time value, we are pushing it up into our schedule and get it out uh, Friday, December 8th, 7 p.m., 
Saturday the 9th, this Saturday at 10 p.m., and on Sunday the 10th at 4 p.m. So Friday, December 8th, 7 p.m., Saturday the 9th, 10 p.m., and uh, Sunday the 10th at 4 p.m. at uh, on WVCY Channel 30, also available at vcy.tv. Yeah, so anyone that's listening to us can watch it in one of those ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, also share it. You know, you can easily, you click share on the YouTube channel and it'll give you a link and you could either share email, uh, text it to somebody or on social media or just copy it. Um, and this is a great way to, to first of all, uh, help people understand the reasons to support Israel mm-hmm. and two, to share the gospel. Let me play another clip here. This is from a bus stop and we'll play the clip and then have you comment. This is Starot and a massacre happened here. They actually call this Death Road now because there were some elderly people that were getting off a bus. And these were elderly people, I think eight to 10 they said, uh, perished right here at this bus stop. These bomb shelters were designed for rocket attacks, but they were trying to get inside so that they could survive this terrorist attack with guns and it really wasn't designed for that. But either way, they were slaughtered here. Innocent, elderly people. This is the wickedness of Hamas. And this is just one small example of hundreds and hundreds of people that were not just shot, but many were brutalized and just awful things that we can't even hardly say, can't even think about. The barbarianism, I think the demonic activity that was going on here in Starot, but also in communities all the way south along the Gaza border. Where you were standing at that time, Pastor Jim, was an area where not too long ago, not too many weeks previous, there was a mass slaughter that took place. Yeah, and I hadn't seen pictures of that spot uh, before I filmed there. But as we were putting the show together, I we we looked it up, and I wish I hadn't, because there were bodies everywhere, all over the place, just mowed down. And these were elderly people. That's the sickness of Hamas. And that it, it when after, after I got home, I just said, this is a light against darkness mm-hmm, battle. Mm-hmm. This is a you, good against evil. You called it demonic. Absolutely. I, I don't think you can explain the Holocaust without talking about it being satanic or demonic. You for sure cannot explain what Hamas did on October 7th without that spiritual component of the devil and the demons. There's no way. Um, Unfortunately, uh, they offered press to watch certain Hamas videos that they had uh, put together. And I, and I said, I wanted to see some of it. I didn't want to, but I thought I needed to. And so they sent it to me and uh, it's just awful. Just Mm -hmm. absolutely. You you cannot describe it. And your heart breaks. Like how, who could do something like that? Well, I think the only explanation is there had to be demonic activity going on with Hamas. Yeah. And there's talk about even drugging uh, Hamas members in order to commit the atrocities. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We've got more information to share, some more audio clips as well, information that uh, perhaps you're not hearing from the mainstream media, but you're hearing about it through Crosstalk today. And, of course, this special Israel's five-way war, back in one minute here on the VCY American Network. High in the Swiss Alps, Lucian, a lonely, frightened 13-year-old, is overtaken by catastrophic events as he causes little Danny to fall off of a cliff. Lucian finds himself an outcast with his family, his school friends, and especially the very hostile Annette, the sister of Danny. Danny, I've told you not to talk to Lucian. He'll only hurt you again. Bitterness and anger set in. As Lucian finds solitude in the nearby woods, he comes across a woodcarver who helps him find the peace he was looking for that not only changes his life, but that of others as well. You may be able to run away from the village, but you can't run away from yourself. Treasures of the Snow quickly captures the heart. It's a story of friendship, forgiveness, and redemption. Treasures of the Snow is available on DVD for a donation of $16 or more by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829.
You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Pastor Jim Scudder is our guest today, pastor of Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, talking about Israel's five-way war. War broke out, and uh, Pastor Scudder, having led so many trips to Israel, felt compelled to go to Israel to see uh, things firsthand, but to document this and to come back and tell the story. And and really, we cannot forget this. Uh, and we we know things are, are waning right now in our society and media. We'll get to that here as well. But, uh, Pastor, you actually have your In Grace Ministry, a, a, a bookmark that you have available for anyone across the country who would contact you, uh, entitled I Stand with Israel. Yeah, so we've, you know, we found in the Bible that God is very clear. If you bless Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God will bless you. And there's the, the converse of that, the cursing. So we put that on the back of the bookmark. Uh, and we also then on, on the front say, I stand with Israel mm-hmm. and the Jewish people. So uh, that's free. Anybody that wants that through In Grace, and they can go to the website ingrace.us, or they can call 1-800-78-GRACE. So ingrace.us, 1-800-78-GRACE. Uh, we also have a poster there that you can get. And again, put that somewhere prominent and uh, where people will notice and say, hey, I stand with Israel. I don't apologize for it. You know, we've done a lot at our church. We put Israeli flags up in solidarity with Israel and American flags. And we had some of our, uh, we have a huge preschool. So we had some, a couple parents that were nervous, like, isn't that making us a target? I said, listen, this is the right thing to do. We've got good security. We pray hard. Even if it is, it's still the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is our opportunity right now to, if, if the Bible says um, that Paul brought the gospel to the Jew first and then the Greek, and he had such a burden for his his kindred, his, his people, shouldn't we have that same mm-hmm. burden? And now's the chance because nobody else is doing it. We're doing it in our church, our in grace ministry. We're standing with Israel. We're not apologizing for it. And we're getting incredible opportunities to share the gospel. So if you have these bookmarks and these posters, I think you're going to have opportunities because people are going to notice. Friends, again, you can obtain a free copy of I Stand with Israel, a bookmark, by going to ingrace.us, ingrace.us. Or if you don't have Internet access, you want to give a call, you can call this number 1-800-78-GRACE, one 800 78 Grace, and just request, I heard Pastor Scudder on the radio, I'd like to get a copy of that that bookmark, I Stand with Israel. We've got another clip we want to share, and uh, this is, uh, um, well, it's it's dealing with a Hamas rocket and menorah. Let's, should we play the clip and then? Well, yeah, let me, let me set it up. It's a, it was an unusual thing. I'm interviewing Hillel at the paramedic at the ambulance station. And I noticed something on the top of a building. I'm like, what is, I, it looked like a menorah, but it looked different. It had a menorah, but then it had a Star of David, but it was made out of something unusual. I'll just set it up that way. Okay, let's listen to the clip. So as you went out and as you were starting to see all of the civilians, how hard was that to see? Yeah, I think until today, it was uh, working uh, automatically. Uh, I didn't even start to uh, process uh, what happened. Hmm just need to do my job. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to feel. I think it's so amazing that you have uh, combined the Hamas rocket, which is such a dark and terrible, indiscriminate weapon that's falling on. There's a playground right here. You know, it can fall yeah. on any of these places, contrasting that with light and goodness. And I think that's the battle that went on here. That's it's the battle the, of uh, light and dark. The meaning uh, of Hanukkah, which is the triumph of the light, uh, on the darkness. Pastor Scudder. Yeah, they they had made a Hanukkah, the menorah for the Hanukkah, for Hanukkah out of Hamas rockets. And, you know, it's just such a you know, evil, awful, awful weapon. Even if it was used properly, you know, against other militaries, it's still, it's still awful. But to throw it upon civilians and little children on a playground, and they had these big, huge playgrounds all over the road and bomb shelters right next door. Can you imagine the trauma of living there your whole life? And 18, for 18 years, they had five seconds to get into those bomb shelters. So they took those Hamas rockets over the years and they built this uh, menorah out of it. It was all, and that's why people need to watch this yes, because you need yes. to see this. Um, it was, it, it, to me, it's the contrast. It's, it's what the gospel can do. It, it, 
dispels the darkness. When Jesus said, you know, I'm the light of the world, light has to flee darkness. There's so, so as Christians, we are to be the light reflecting the light of mm-hmm. Christ, kind of like the moon reflects the sun. We have to live the, the life that way so that people can see light. And to me, that menorah is a beautiful picture. Jesus, we, we read about him in John going to the temple to observe the feast of dedication. That word dedication is Hanukkah in Hebrew. And so I know that, um, as, as believers, we know that the law has been fulfilled and we don't have to observe all of the, the law and the feasts and stuff, but there's, there's beauty in these feasts. There's beauty in these observances. And I think the menorah is one of the most beautiful ways because it was the light of the holy place. It's the light of God. And Jesus is the light of the world. Going to talk about as well, the dishonest reporting going on, the bias of the media. I, and I just saw uh, today a story about the Turkish uh, President Erdogan, who uh, this past Monday uh, said that Israeli uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will be tried as a war criminal after Israel's war against Hamas has concluded. Incidentally, Erdogan is one that uh, does not recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization. And and so we have, you know, that, that being spouted out in that regard and uh, very disheartening to to hear that, that this, here this Israel was going about its normal day when this this surprise attack came and 1,200 killed uh, in very barbaric ways. And yet we have the president of Turkey saying that, no, it's the prime minister of Israel that will be tried for war crimes. So that's the devil's tactic is to take something and totally turn it around and flip it and lie. And Erdogan and Turkey, I think, are part of the confederation that will attack Israel one day, according to Ezekiel. So it doesn't surprise me, but I'm saddened by that. Uh, We had one of our Israel trips booked on Turkish airlines, and somebody told me that they give discounts to martyrs. So I'm like, well, I guess we're not using Turkish airlines anymore. So anyways, uh, there's, you know, I think they would have probably been that way, whether or not the media was honest or not. But when the media, when I say media, I'm talking about the major media, CNN, and others, when they have a slant against Israel, the way they tell the story is, isn't accurate. It does incite more people. And, and we, we had an example of that with that hospital right. that they so-called, Israel so-called bombed. And that led to all sorts of problems and uprisings and violence instantly because it was not reported accurately. Not only there, but here as well. Right. Yeah. There and here. Now in, in Israel, you know, obviously people are a little suspicious of that type of reporting because they've seen it, but uh, it's the international media. That's the bigger problem. And that story uh, made its rounds. And I was talking to a, a reporter on the, we interviewed a reporter on the show, Gil Hoffman. He's the one, by the way, that broke the story of the freelance photojournalist from Gaza coming in on the attack. And he's like, how did they get there so fast? You know, and, and they were fired by, I think Reuters and CNN. Uh, because of Gil Hoffman, one of our guests on the show, it hit in his reporting, but he also commented on this hospital bombing and how quickly you have to respond to this because you don't, it used to take, he said it used to take Israel uh, weeks to kind of correct the story, but now within four hours, they had found out it wasn't them. Mm -hmm. It was Islamic Jihad that had launched the rocket and it didn't even hit a hospital in the parking lot. And yet we were told hundreds were killed. Here's the audio Mm -hmm. clip from the special. It took four hours to provide solid proof that Israel did not bomb the Al Ali hospital in Gaza and uh, prove wrong the claims by the Hamas health department that Israel had bombed this hospital and had killed 500 people. Some media outlets said 800 people. All of them said mostly women and children because they believed what the Hamas told them as if it came as gospel from Jesus. And that's a problem because this resulted in violent anti-Israel rallies all around the world. Even in uh, universities in America that were previously considered the safest. Tulane University, that's known as Jew Lane. I had lectured there three days earlier, and, and there's a, they couldn't believe that there would be any violent protests there. And sure enough, There was, in part because of this false reporting. 
And so dishonest reporting ends up costing lives. Mm -hmm. And it's happening on so many occasions. I mean, it was almost instantaneously. We had a congresswoman who was also out there in, in, a, in a public uh, forum and, and a rally, really, against Israel that, that was spouting off this information. And, and, you know, tears coming to her eyes about what, we sh- what uh, Israel had done as far as killing these innocent people in this, in this hospital. Yeah, I think in wartime, I think we all need to, we, we want news instantly, mm-hmm. but we as we hear things, we need to take a moment and think it through and wait a little longer. Um, I know when I heard that, that Israel had hit a hospital, I heard it and and my heart sank and, and it can easily happen. I mean, they're not trying to, and that's what, you know, Talib and others have said they intentionally hit the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously Israel, uh, we all, we also interviewed another reporter and um, he's gaining in popularity right now. And I, I, I really appreciated everything he had to say. But he said Israel, because he's a uh, former army ranger, Chuck uh, Holton, he said um, Israel's the most moral army he's ever observed. He's been all over the world covering war. He's a war correspondent. And I believe that. They don't want any civilians hit. They're trying everything they can to avoid it. But sometimes we just need, you know, give it time. And I, and I thought there's no way this report's right. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is, it's, it's horrible. But not that Israel did it on purpose, but even an accidental thing, it, it's really tough. But it turned out to not even be true, you know, but that was the reporting. And they, these organizations, like they, when they were releasing these um, prisoners and in the hostage swap, that the hostage was released and three Palestinians, they called them children, were released. Well, Israel doesn't jail children, but they call them children. So you're thinking an eight-year-old, 10-year-old, you know, that Israel just arrested. Mm-hmm. No, these were like teenagers with beards and they had tried to kill Jews, you know. So that's not honest reporting without any context, you know, maybe technically it's a child, maybe, maybe, um, you know, anyone under 18, you could technically call a child, but that's to, to say that there's three Palestinian children released from Israeli jails for one Jewish uh, child. That's not, that's not honest, yeah. but that's what Israel's always under. It's this weight of the, uh, inaccurate media and that helps perpetuate this anti-Semitism that they're facing now more than ever. Friends, if you'd like to uh, ask a question of our guest here today, Pastor Jim Scudder, Jr., our number to Crosstalk is 1-800-733-9829, 1-800-733-9829. Your questions or brief comments, 1-800-733-9829. Uh, the special you've put together, Israel's Five-Way War, uh, I'll be giving the airtimes that we'll have, but people can go right now to your YouTube channel, so give us those directions again, if you would. Yeah, so if you want to watch it right on YouTube, you can go to uh, YouTube, obviously, and then just search for In Grace, and you'll find our channel. It's one of our latest video posts. It's an hour long called Israel's Five-Way War, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have a lot of other content there. If you would subscribe, that would help us out. If you like the video, do a thumbs up on that, and then also uh, you can get alerts every time. It's a little bell you click, and every time we release a new video, you'll get an alert. And then if you comment on the videos, that all helps the algorithms. So we would love for you to watch it or watch it on uh, VCY television. Which is this Friday at 7 p.m., Saturday at 10 p.m., Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time on vcy.tv and over the air at WVCY Channel 30. Our lines are packed. We'll get to your calls right after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I'm not sure I ever thought I would see the day. But in late November 2023, the former director of the National Security Agency, and he was also the director of the CIA at one time, General Michael Hayden retweeted a tweet. And the picture was of a lady, probably in her 60s, holding a Bible, and then her handgun, and the American flag stating, I am committed to the Bible, a biblical worldview. I believe in the Second Amendment, which comes from a biblical worldview, the right to defend oneself, and she had the flag. I'm patriotic. I believe in honoring those who have sacrificed for liberty and freedom. Well, the former NSA CIA director retweeted that and said when asked with a picture next to a terrorist, what's the difference? He said, no difference at all. That's how they view us Christians.
program is called Crosstalk. We're discussing Israel's five-way war. Pastor Jim Scudder Jr. with us here today from Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich. And uh, friends, again, if you'd like that uh, bookmark, I Stand with Israel, they're making that available uh, complimentary. You can go to their website, ingrace.us, ingrace.us, or give them a call, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, and uh, just ask for your copy of I Stand with Israel, the bookmark. They'll be glad to send that off to you. We're going right to our phone lines here today on Crosstalk, and uh, with us right now is John calling from our home city of Milwaukee. John, you're on the air. Hello, and thank you. Um, Biden, when he first, when this all started, wow, we're, we're with Israel. Then these idiots in Congress, well, we're with Palestine. This country, to me, is rudderless. They don't know what they're doing. It's weak leadership. And I wonder if your guest had any thoughts. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, my thoughts are exactly what you said. A rudderless. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have not found anything... Uh, until recently that I could say, thank God for, with our president. But when they do something good, we have to say, praise the Lord. And our president did something good by sending strike groups to the Middle East to make sure Hezbollah and Iran stayed out of making this worse. Because Israel, if, if Hezbollah had come in full force, and they still might, but if they had come in full force right away, it would be horrible for Israel. So our president sending uh, Blinken and the defense secretary and himself going to Israel is amazing. Now he is vacillating and he needs to hold strong. He's getting a lot of pressure from voters, Democratic voters that are pro-Palestinian. And we're not anti-Palestinian, by the way. God, Jesus died for everybody. And, and we, and we want to give the gospel to everybody. But you cannot, you cannot be anti-Israel for sure. And I think we need to... Um, be very much anti-Hamas, I pray that the president holds strong and, and the Congress. And we have some great leaders, even with Speaker Johnson, that's very pro-Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, he just sent a video over to a prayer at the Knesset that it happened the week I was there. I wasn't there in the Knesset, but that was wonderful. And then he was also a, one of the speakers at the big Israel rally in DC that I was at. So we praise God for those things. Our governor in Illinois, who's extremely liberal, I cannot I cannot think of anything I agree with him on. He's standing up for Israel. Of course, wow. he's Jewish, but he's he's taking good stands right now. And a lot of it, Chuck Schumer and others are too. So we praise God for that, and we pray that they'll hold true. Friends, you can reach out to the White House, even on uh, their comment line, and encourage the president to stand strong for Israel. The White House comment line, 202-456-1111. That's 202-456-1111. Or you can go through the White House switchboard at 202-456-1414. Okay, our next caller is George in only Illinois. George, you're on the air. Yes, I was just going to make a comment that uh, basically we are supposed to love the sinner but hate the sin. And uh, as far as blessing those who bless Abraham, Abraham had several children, and uh, the world is populated with those children, including Hamas. We just need to pray for the peace in Jerusalem. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I just preached a sermon recently. Somebody asked the question, where do the Palestinians come from? Do they have a claim to the land? And I, and I went through it. You know, uh, you can find it all in the Bible. And, and Abraham, because he didn't have the right faith, uh, had Ishmael. And it led to a lot of heartache. But God blessed those descendants, too. And there mm -hmm. are a lot of Arab people. And, and, and many of them are wonderful people. There's... People that I know that are Arab, that are believers, and so we need to we need to make sure we get the gospel. This isn't a one-sided thing, but I am absolutely standing with uh, Israel. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, name changed to Israel because that's that's the people that brought us the the Savior. We've got Yvonne from Cape Coral, Florida, online. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hi. Yes, I'm. I was praying that someone that you people would do the research on. I heard this on the land and the book which is a wonderful program on every week. They said that the reason they're all saying Israel dropped the ball, they didn't have the intelligence. The land in the book said they had this verifiable information that there was no way for them to know this attack. It had been planned. They don't know for how long, but they used absolutely no technology, no telephones, 
nothing, that there was no way to trace this. Okay, thank you. And I pray you do research because this is a big, all media and everyone is saying that Israel dropped the ball. They did not. There was no way of them knowing. Thank you for your call, Pastor Jim. Well, here's the thing. Um, I I wish that were true. Uh, there are n- new reports that they found that they have, they, they did have some heads ups and uh, they were passed on and people just said there's no way they could possibly accomplish what the plan was. And so it was dismissed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, hindsight is so easy. And I'm not blaming um, people, but Heads are going to roll for this. Absolutely. But Israel's doing the right thing. They're not doing that yet. They've got to solve the big Gaza mm-hmm. problem. Once they get done with that, then they'll do investigations. And I think we'll be surprised at how much they actually did have intelligence because their intelligence is amazing. And even if you don't use electronic means, you know, you can still find out plans. Thank you for the call. Dylan in Racine, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yes, I, I live in Wisconsin. And uh, I, I have a, a disagreeing opinion on this topic. I don't support Israel. I don't believe it's my problem. We have a lot of problems in this country that need to be addressed. And worrying about someplace halfway around the world with our children's future money is a very poor decision. Okay. Thank you for your comment, Pastor Jim. Well, there's a lot of conflicts in the world, and certainly we need to focus more on home. We've got real problems, and we need to address those. But if we're ever going to be involved in another place that's not here, it ought to be Israel. And the reason is because Romans 9 through 11 says that God is not done with Israel. I think prophetically, he still has a plan. I think that he's bringing them back to the land. And that's why I think that we need to stand with Israel uh, more than with anyone else. Even if it weren't for the Bible, I'd say just because they're our greatest friend in the Middle East, it strategically is important for us to stand with them because terrorism is going to come to our shores and kill our children. That's why we need to support Israel and they can mitigate some of that terrorism from coming our way or get intelligence to help us. So I think it, it actually is to our best interest as well as following the word of God. A great ally for the United States in yeah. the Middle East. Yeah. But thank you for the call. And uh, we are sorry to other apologize to other callers on hold that we did not get to your call today. We've run out of time. Pastor Jim Scudder with us. Friends, uh, you can check it out. Uh, 1-800-78-GRACE is a phone number for the I Stand With Israel bookmark, ingrace.us. You can check out, go to YouTube and uh, uh, look for In Grace, all one word. Pastor Jim, thank you for being with us. Jim, it's been great. God bless you. Thank you. And friends, continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.